Jesus' cruel death was not exactly what was expected of the Messiah, but suffering servant passage from Isaiah to the rescue. In one of Luke's Easter stories, he tried to explain what happened to Jesus in the light of the law and the prophets. Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. That image, connected with last week's nature program on PBS, on the amazing story about butterflies. Because the butterfly is an ancient symbol of resurrection, even predating Christianity. Its miraculous launch of a butterfly brought a new understanding of Easter into focus as a caterpillar is marvelously transformed from a plump worm into flying art. Like an Easter banner I saw one time, you can fly, but that cocoon has got to go. Here's the secret. The metamorphosis from caterpillar to butterfly is already complete inside the cocoon. Wings in place, fully grown. Then begins the struggle to break out. Listening to the description, I felt claustrophobic. Hour after hour, the imprisoned butterfly beats its wings against its confinement. Frustrated, exhausted, resting, struggling again over and over to be free. Finally, after days of struggle, the shell cracks, revealing an amazing secret. Beating its wings, the butterfly drives them out. And in that struggle, the wings receive their strength. If the cocoon is slit before that time, the butterfly will simply fall helplessly to the ground, equipment fully developed, but too wet, too weak to fly. That was a good lesson for last night's baptism. Speaking as a dad, I told them that too often we want to protect our kids and grandkids from their struggles, but that's where they grow strong. One of my favorite cartoons shows two women, one pushing a wheelchair. Of course he can walk, says his mother. Thank God he doesn't have to. Now think of Jesus and his own struggles. To keep a focus on the spirit when the religion of his day was pushing rules. To stay positive when attacked. Not to fight hatred with self-righteous negativity. Imagine his struggle to be inclusive of all kinds of people in the face of prejudice, blessed and enforced by the religion of his day, to exclude anyone not blood pure, like Samaritans. On that one, he had to learn about his own prejudice. He had to come to terms with people of the wrong sex, like females. Those not healthy, like lepers, cripples, deaf or blind those not obviously moral, like prostitutes and tax collectors. His was a struggle against a stultifying establishment, religious and secular, that could deprive people of self-worth, could hide the knowledge of God's love for them, could control instead of liberating. Remember, Jesus was human and sensitive, felt the sting of criticism and rejection. So regardless of how focused he tried to be, Imagine surviving all that pressure when he was misunderstood or rejected or condemned 
His feelings were hurt too, just like ours. But none of that made Jesus stop loving or caring. He didn't give in to self-pity or cynicism or despair. It didn't paralyze him. He continued to beat his wings against all those shackles that would imprison him and others. Whatever happened on that first Easter, I am convinced that there was a continuity between Jesus' struggle and the resurrection. Just as the butterfly beats its wings against the shell until they are strong, so Jesus was strengthened by the very struggle that could have, should have, worn him out and down. He was faithful to that struggle without knowing what would come of it, very much like the entrapped caterpillar not knowing what lies ahead. I don't believe Jesus could ever imagine that we would be here today talking about him and his process, celebrating him, approaching God through his spirit, affirming that process he lived that seemingly failed when he died, but didn't. I believe it is not as important what happened to Jesus' dead body. The butterfly is more than its cocoon as is the importance of the metamorphosis that happened to his followers, transforming them from fearful disciples to fearless apostles of this new way, taking on the struggle themselves, trusting in that spirit and process that Jesus had lived, even at the cost of their own lives. The good news is that that same resurrection is available to you and me. But, like the butterfly, you have to dry off. Like Wesley and Grayson's baptism last night, your baptism was probably arranged by others. In your struggle, you must make that vow your own. In so doing, your struggle becomes your strength, your own incarnation of hope and value and commitment. In your struggle, with whatever demons you face inside yourself or around society's, uh, today's society, your spirit is strengthened, your faith tested and proved. In that struggle for inner wholeness and corporate justice, which is part of our baptism vows, you become part of Jesus' struggle, being hurt sometimes, tempted to give up, to give in to self-pity or cynicism and despair, because you can't always see the butterfly which will emerge from your struggle. But it is specifically in that struggle, mentioned in Luke's Gospel, that you participate in Christ's resurrection, a foretaste of that kingdom of love. In that sense, the validity and excitement of Easter is not that something supernatural happened to Jesus, but that something super and natural can happen to you. Not just 2,000 years ago, but something now. This Eastertide, I can better understand why angels are pictured with wings. You can fly, but that cocoon has got to go. Amen.